Welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast, a place for women just like you who are in the process of claiming their callings, rising into priestesshood, and building a legacy. This is where values-driven women come to learn how to unleash their gifts and share them unapologetically with the world to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an author, yoga teacher, activist, and business mentor. I bridge together feminine-inspired leadership and divine masculine action that quantum leaps you into an expansive experience of life and business. I believe that business is a vehicle for not only living a more purposeful and free life, but for also contributing to social and ecological healing. I live in a coastal town in Portugal and have been channeling my inner priestesshood into various heart-centered businesses since 2016. Back then, I left my life as an archaeologist to play my part in the reawakening of the feminine. Although I now run a successful mission-driven business, it's been quite the journey. I've had to move past imposter syndrome, own my gifts, make friends with money, step into feminine leadership, dismantle toxic conditioning, and learn ethical marketing practices. I'm here to help you on your journey to living life and doing business on your terms. From guest interviews to solo heart riffs to laser coaching sessions, this podcast is here to inspire you to reclaim the feminine, live your dharma, and get paid for being you. So sit back, take a deep breath, sister, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi guys and welcome to another episode. Welcome back. As always, I am so, so honored that you're here. It really means so much to me and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. I love hearing about what resonates. I love it when you're tagging me on Instagram stories and sharing these episodes and I also love it when you tell me that you have aha moments. So please do send me messages and I really love creating these episodes for you. I love having the interviews and I also love doing the solo episodes. So thank you for listening because if you guys weren't listening, I would be talking to a brick wall. Well, I wouldn't. I'd be talking to the people I'm interviewing. Anyway, speaking of interviewees, I'm so happy to be sharing the wisdom of Lauren Prindeville. So she is an expert in Ayurveda and women's health. One of the things I love about Ayurveda is... It's so simple and yet so profound. And it's, oh, the wisdom that Lauren shares in this episode is incredible. But before we get to that, I want to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Limitless The Academy. Now, I know you guys know about Limitless The Academy. It is my 12-month signature mentorship program specifically for women who really are ready to make the commitment to reclaim their feminine magic, move past fear and become the women that they're destined to be. Become the women who are able to reach and explore their full potential. And inside Limitless, the academy, you are literally given everything that you need to help you go from full of self-doubt and keeping yourself small and not having much clarity on what you're here for to becoming the woman that you know you are meant to be. Now I say this all the time, but information does not lead to transformation. 
And that is why listening to podcasts such as this or reading books is really inspiring. It can help you on that journey. But really, what you need to really make that commitment is support, accountability, and also tools and practices that allow you to integrate your insights more fully. And in Limitlessly Academy, you are given incredible support and guidance as you learn how to become the fullest expression of yourself. So I want you to, if it feels aligned and you're thinking, wow, that would be really quite amazing, that sounds like something I need in my life, then go and check it out. You can check it out at www.moonmagicmiracles.com forward slash limitless. And the link is also in the show notes. Check it out read the words, feel into your body and see if it's right for you. Now the doors at the moment are closed but they will be reopening soon and if you want to be the first to know about when the doors reopen then get yourself on the wait list and this doesn't mean anything, it's just a way of just saying hey I'm interested or just kind of sending a sign to the universe like yeah do you know what I say that I want to be an empowered woman, here's my kind of commitment to it. Because that's the thing, we all say we want things and then we don't really take the committed action. Uh, whereas joining something like Limitless or even just putting yourself on the wait list is a really fantastic way of showing the universe that you mean business. I do this stuff all the time. I put my money where my mouth is. Anyway, I'm getting on my high horse. I think I'll stop now. I want to introduce you to Lauren Prindeville. She is amazing and you are going to absolutely love this episode. Hello, my darlings, and welcome to another episode of the Women Who Prosper podcast. I can't even say it. Um, And I'm so excited to be introducing Lauren Prindeville. She is a yoga teacher, She lives in Tahiti and she's also an expert in Ayurveda. And funny story, this is the second time we've recorded this interview because Muggins here deleted the last one (laughs) accidentally. Like, who does that? Um, Whoops. So Lauren Lauren has been very, very kind to um, give us her time again. But I really want to share her expertise because... Ayurveda is such an incredible system and Lauren's so knowledgeable. We brought her in for a masterclass in um, the Limitless Academy. And if you do join for the next round, you'll also have access to Lauren's amazing, uh, the replay of Lauren's amazing masterclass as well. And she's just so knowledgeable. And um, yeah, anyway, Lauren, welcome. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me again. Oh my gosh, like seriously, I sent Lauren an Instagram message and I was like, um, funny story, I may have deleted the recording. And then, and then I was like, well, maybe something's going to come up in this, uh, this talk that, you know, is meant to land for one of you guys and it's all divine order, but that's just trying to make myself feel better. No, 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 that's it. That's it. (laughs) So Lauren and I know each other through Kayla, who was on an earlier episode. She's a good friend of ours and we were supposed to teach a retreat together in Zanzibar yes weren't we yeah and then that didn't happen for me basically I had some (laughs) shit going down but then but then Lauren was in Portugal like living in the town next to me in Lagos so we finally got to meet and now I just feel like we're Instagram like internet friends it's amazing (laughs) so you're living in Tahiti Yes. Tell us a little bit more about your story, like how you got to where you are and what you're doing. And yeah, tell us all the things. 
Okay, so realistically, I live in Tahiti because my boyfriend is from here. Also, it's really beautiful. It's a really nice place to live. Um, before that, I was traveling a lot. I was teaching yoga as a way to travel, basically. Um, and over the years, I found myself getting sick a lot, which is how I kind of got into Ayurveda. Um, I thought that I was being really healthy. I was eating, you know, salads and green juices and all of the stuff that the media tells you is healthy, which for some people it can be great, but for me, it just wasn't at that point. Um, so I found myself taking antibiotics all the time. I just like wanted to feel good, but didn't feel good. Um, and then somewhere along the line, I had an Ayurveda workshop and I was like, oh, this is cool. This like, it makes sense to me. And so that's what introduced me to it initially. And then I just kind of got hooked and went deeper and deeper and started studying with a teacher in New York and then traveling to India. That's where I studied under an Ayurvedic doctor. So I did um, my 500 hour yoga training that was focused on Ayurveda and also studied under a doctor there. Um, and that's what really stuck with me. I really liked that part of being interactive with the doctor, seeing how he treated patients. Um, and then I was like, okay, I want to share this because that was a few years ago when Ayurveda wasn't so well known as much as it is now. So I started working on yoga teacher trainings and teaching the Ayurveda part, doing the Ayurvedic consultations. And then I moved to Tahiti and I couldn't really do that anymore. We don't have any yoga trainings here. Um, French is the language and I wasn't speaking French at all when I first got here. So I decided to make everything online. So that's how I have my online courses of teaching about Ayurveda and building this community of how you can take this ancient science and apply it to our modern world. Oh, I love that. And I've been through Lauren's course and it's absolutely amazing. I was, I was saying before we started recording that me and Maura have been like devouring her videos. <laughs> oh my God, this is the knowledge that everyone needs. So it's so cool. Like it's just <laughs> I love cool. it. <laughs> so tell us like, what is Ayurveda? Like, can you give us um, a brief or not so brief introduction on what Ayurveda is and how it can help women in their lives? Sure. So it's actually the oldest medicinal system in the world. And I think it's Rod Stryker who said, like, if there's something that's been around for 5,000 years, there has to be some truth to it, which I totally agree with because I feel like there's a lot of fads that come and go lately. Um, but Ayurveda, I like that it's not a fad. So it comes from India about 5,000 years ago, and it, it's a Sanskrit word, and it translates to the knowledge of life or the science of life. And it's based on the principle that every single person is unique, so everyone is going to need different things to keep them in balance. And those things can be lifestyle, herbs, exercise, all of these things that can either be helping you or hurting you. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, which is what really resonated with me. So for example, if I'm doing, let's say, Ashtanga yoga every single morning, maybe for me that's really good, but maybe for someone with more vata, it's going to be too stimulating for them. So that's just a quick example. But basically, everyone is going to need different things to keep them in balance. And then we have the three doshas, which is probably my favorite thing to talk about with Ayurveda. So we have three doshas, vata, which is composed of air and space, pitta, which is composed of fire and water, and kapha, which is composed of earth and water. So we all have all three doshas. So you might hear someone say like, oh, I'm so pitta or I'm so vata, and that's normal because 
it's pretty common to have either one or two doshas most dominant. It's really rare for someone to have all three, and that would be called tridoshic. But normally we have one or two that are pretty dominant for us. And our dosha can change throughout our lifetime. So this is something else that gets confusing for people. Because you can have, let's say in the summer when it's super hot, this element of fire is going to be stronger. And that's the element of pitta. So even if you don't naturally have a lot of pitta in you, in the summer, your pitta might be higher. But then in winter, so this is going to apply to a lot of people right now, when it starts to be dark and cold and gray and snowy and rainy, and this element of heavy, this element of earth, that's when we can start to be depressed, stuck, not wanting to do a lot of stuff. And that would be an imbalance of kapha. So we can all have imbalances of any dosha and it will change throughout our life. So people who have vata dosha dominantly are pretty creative, artistic. They like to change. They like to travel. They really like this element of movement because they are air and space. And then pitta people, fire and water, they are more determined. They're hardworking. They're the people who are good at, in like entrepreneur, lawyers, the, they're leaders. They like to be, they like to take charge basically. And then kaphas, this earth and water element. So if we put earth and water together, we get mud. So this person is more like earthy, grounded, loyal. They're good in roles like therapy and primary school teachers, counselors, um, because they have this element of nurturing because they are so earthy. So that's a little, a little recap. <laughs> I love it. And um, Lauren has this amazing quiz on her website that shows you actually you know, what your predominant doshas are. And I did mine and I'm two thirds pitta, go figure. And <laughs> one third vata, I mean, really. And, I'm pretty much um, exactly the same. <laughs> really? I love yeah. it. So um, one of the things that I've noticed with like my pitta, like this real fieriness is that I tend to get um, a lot of things like eczema and yeah. heartburn and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about like why someone would get symptoms like, uh, like that. Yeah. So we have, I'm actually just posting about this on Instagram this week. So there's really easy signs that we know which dosha is out of balance. So for Vata, it's, this is specifically for women. In Vata, it would be anxiety, restlessness, aches and pains, alternating constipation and diarrhea, constant worry, insomnia, variable appetite, irregular menstrual cycle. So this also can be loss of menstruation completely, infertility and dry skin. For pitta, it's so it's this element of fire. So when pitta is out of balance, it's going to come out as either heat in the mind or the body. So anger, intense moods or outlook, inflammation. It's when you sweat and like your set, sweat smells a lot. <laughs> um, irrational, strong food cravings, often associated with PMS, skin rashes, acid reflux, intense jealousy, and then acne, hives, eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis. So again, this is too much heat in the body or the mind, and that's an imbalance of pitta. And then kapha imbalance comes with this element of too much heaviness. So the earth element can be just too much at certain points. And that's when we have low mood, depression, weight gain, difficulty getting up, overeating, this feeling of being stuck and unable to change. Um, when your bowel movements aren't like every single morning, at least once a day, excess mucus, cold, cold or congestion, or lethargy. 
So those are the times that kapha dosha will be out of balance for you. So like you asked about psoriasis or eczema, that will be a pizza dosha imbalance. It means you have too much heat in the body. So that can be from too much coffee, caffeine, um, spicy foods, things that are associated with the pitta dosha, those are going to bring pitta more and more out of balance. Also overworking, spending too much time working. So you mentioned that you're two thirds pitta. A lot of times pitta people, they don't separate from work enough. Like, so you finish working and you're sitting on the couch, but you're still checking emails or you're still planning so your true. next Instagram post. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really typical. It I mean, drives I me insane. Yeah, it drives me absolutely yeah. insane because even though like technically I don't work a lot, my yeah. brain is always just like, oh, there's this idea and this idea and this yeah. idea. And yep. um, it's, this is like, I love hearing this because it really makes me understand my relationship with Mara as well. So we did the quiz for him and he's 100% Kaffa. And <laughs> that's why like, he's just this big ball of earthy grounding energy for me. Yeah. But it, and I was laughing so much because he's going to hate me for saying this, but he's never <laughs> going to listen. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, he's like but like this excess mucus thing is one of the things that made me laugh so much because he has this really annoying habit of clearing his throat and I'm like oh yeah but now I'm I'm like oh it's because you're kaffa yeah (laughs) too much kaffa yeah now um, I understand (laughs) yeah like here's the compassion and um and also like he's he's like a stone in the morning like waking him up it's really difficult so I love these kind of guidelines for understanding so if someone, if someone is predominantly Vata and they're experiencing it or they're experiencing an imbalance of Vata and they're feeling anxiety and, and that spaciness and all that kind of stuff, like what would be a really good, what would be good practical steps for them to re, is it balance their, their Vata dosha? So for them, they would want routine. So the Vata person is the one who's doing a thousand things a day. They're going here, 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 here. They're in constant movement. And because they have this element or these elements of air and space, they thrive on that. So for them to be balanced, they're going to need the opposite. So like you were just mentioning with moral. So there's a main principle of Ayurveda that says like will attract like and opposite will balance. So because vata is this element of movement and air and space and change, it's naturally drawn to that. Like I've talked to so many vata people who are on like a year long traveling trip, backpacking, they're flight attendants. They're just these people who are constantly in motion, but then they have too much vata and then they don't sleep, they lose their period, they have constant anxiety because there's too much of this air and space. So for them, they need the opposite of that, which would be grounding. So doing things like yin yoga, practicing meditation, which is going to be super hard for them at first. But if they just start with like a few minutes per day, like listen to a guided meditation on YouTube, you know, it's free and it can really help to ground you. Um, eating foods that are warm and cooked and easy to digest. So vata dosha doesn't do well with raw foods. This is another thing that I see a lot. They're like me. They're like, oh yeah, I'm super healthy. I don't know why I'm not sleeping, but I'm a raw vegan and I had a salad for lunch with a green juice and blah, blah, blah. But for vata, they really need cooked foods, especially when they have an imbalance because it's easier for the body to digest. So they say like when you have a vata imbalance, you want to treat yourself like a baby. So eat foods like soupy, mushy foods. Okay, it doesn't sound great, but it tastes good. Um, 
that are super grounding, like sweet potatoes, beets, carrots, these grounding root vegetables, and rice, things that are a, li a little bit more heavy because they help ground that air and space element that's really present within you. I love that. And actually that really speaks to me because I always crave those kind of foods. And even when I was in <laughs> Bali with Kayla at the beginning of last year, she was like, you're the only person I know that could have cooked lentils for breakfast. And I was like, that's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so now I know why. Exactly. It's my third yeah. batter. And I, yeah. I love that. And yep. what about it's excess good. of pitta? If someone has excess of pitta, like what should be their lifestyle changes? So again, so for any dosha, the first thing that you want to do to bring it back into balance is to create and maintain a routine. So because our bodies, they crave routine, it's going to be before like taking any herbs or making any drastic changes, you would want to make a routine first and see how your body responds to that. And then for pitta imbalance, they would want to remove probably all of the things that they really love if they're like a, a fiery pitta. So I dislike this having, a lot. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Coming home and having a glass of red wine, um, coffee, like too much coffee, spicy food, hot sauce, chili, things like cayenne, um, all of these things that most pizzas really enjoy. So you don't have to completely omit them from your diet because then you're going to hate me and hate Ayurveda. So <laughs> if, if, no. you just, yeah, if you just notice, okay, I'm feeling super feisty today. I'm angry. I'm like being irrational because you know when you're being irrational, maybe don't have that extra double espresso. So trying mm. to make little small changes like that um, because the element of fire, when we put more fire on the fire, it's going to like have an explosion. So trying to focus on more cool foods. So things like quinoa is really good for pittas. Um, raw veggies and fruits are really good because pitta is the season of summer. So think about what would you would like to eat in the summer. Are you craving? Well, it depends if you're out of balance or in balance. When normally if you're balanced in summer, you're craving things that are cool because they're going to bring coolness to your hot body from the summer. So things like salad, fresh fruits and veggies, um, smoothies, juices, things like that are going to be really good for someone with a pitta imbalance. Mm. Yeah, that makes that makes total, total sense, actually. And I always feel like I always crave things like coconut and stuff like that. Yeah, when um, Exactly. Yeah, when, I, when I'm out of balance. I love that. And what about yeah. too much kapha? So too much kapha is too much heaviness. So this is the one where they're feeling stuck or depressed. I like to use the example. It's like when you're on the couch and you know, like if I get up and go to this workout class or go for a walk or meet a friend for coffee, I'm going to feel so much better. But it's when you're feeling like you can't make that step. You're like, no, I know if I do that, I'll feel better, but I'm still stuck on the couch. So for them, they want to reduce the element of heaviness. So basically the foods that are going to be super grounding for vata, so the root veggies, the mushy, soupy food, that's going to be horrible for kapha because they have too much of that heaviness already. So for them, they want lighter foods, like things that are steamed. They want to get moving. So Kapha time is from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. So that's going to be the best time to do some sort of movement or activity. Even again, if it's small steps, go for a five minute walk, walk to the end of your street and walk home, make little tiny steps to try to get yourself going and get moving again um, to try to shake this heaviness that is Kapha dosha. That's incredible. And it, it's, I think 
the thing that I love about Ayurveda is like, it just makes so much sense. Once, once you kind of hear the information, it's yeah, almost it, like remembering something. It's not information that's new to me, it feels. It's like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's what they say. It's like, I'm, obviously I didn't invent Ayurveda. It just resonated really well with me. And basically I'm reminding you of stuff that you already know. Like they say, when we're a baby, when we're sad, we cry. When we want to eat, we eat. It's like reminding ourselves to take care of ourselves the way we used to. So treating yourself like a baby. So do what you want to do when you want it. If you're upset, say something. If you mm. need to eat, eat. But we've been conditioned to be like, oh no, I can't do this. Oh no, I can't do this. So yeah. basically we're just reminding ourselves like, oh yeah, in the summer I need to eat cool foods because it makes me feel better. In the winter, I need to eat some warm foods because my body is super cold. So it's stuff that we know, just we can get sidetracked from. Um, so it's like reminding ourselves of, they say it's like a grandmotherly wisdom. So like if you were super sick and your friends asked you to go out, you would maybe say like, okay, I'm, I'm not feeling that great, but I'll just come for a little while. But like, what would this grandmotherly wisdoms tell you? No, stay in bed, rest, have some warm soup, take care of yourself, have tea. Um, so it's the stuff that we know just sometimes, it's like that little voice in our head of reason that we can either listen to or ignore. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, and, you know, it never ceases to amaze me that even now, uh, being so aware of this kind of stuff and being aware of my body and what I need, how I can still override things and not even be aware until afterwards. Like, wow, my body was calling me to do this. And I felt obligated to do the exact opposite. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm always really interested in you know kind of actionable steps and tips and routines and stuff like that and I know that in your course you talked about um a morning routine like things that you can do in the morning and I wonder that are based on Ayurveda and I wonder if you could kind of share your top Ayurvedic tips no matter what dosha you are yeah perfect so the first thing that I do every single morning and I suggest that everyone do is tongue scrape so the tongue, they say, is actually a mirror of our inside. So just by checking your tongue, you can kind of see what's going on inside. So every morning I tongue scrape and you want to do it so from back to front to get any coating that might be on your tongue. So that's what I do first. Then I drink warm water with lemon or lime. We don't have any lemons in Tahiti, so I use lime all the time. Um, and so I boil water and then I have like this big mug and I fill it half with boiling water and half with room temperature. Um, and then I drink all of that. And that really helps to get any ama. So there's a word in Ayurveda called ama and it means toxins or buildup that's stuck inside of us still. So when we wake up, normally we want to poop. So that in Ayurveda, that would be really good. So if you don't wake up and poop naturally, drinking this hot water and lemon or lime is going to help that to happen because Ayurveda does talk about poop. So <laughs> I hope there's no poop phobia people listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so ideally, you would want to like go to the bathroom, have your um, tongue scrape, then your hot water, and then movement in the morning is really important. Um, if you have time. So again, the point of Ayurveda isn't to make you more stressed out or give you like, oh no, I'm not doing this. I'm not following Ayurveda. It's kind of, 
you can have all the tools and then take what works for you and then leave the rest because maybe in a few months or a few years, you'll say, okay, maybe I'll, I'll try this now. So don't get overwhelmed of all the different options. So movement from 6 to 10 a.m. would be ideal because that's when kapha is really dominant and that's when we could feel more heavy or stuck. So doing something like even again, if it's a five minute walk, just something to get you moving for the day is a really nice way to start. Um, and then having breakfast. So that's going to depend on your dosha. And yeah, so that's what I like to do every single day. Those are my top three. So tongue scrape, hot water and move basically. Oh, I love, I absolutely love that. And um, the, the lemon and hot water, I've definitely heard before. Um, the movement made me kind of like, oh, okay, fine. Like, cause I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not really good at getting up in the morning. Um, but it makes so, it makes so much sense. And um, oh, I've loved this conversation with you. Thank I feel you. like you're so knowledgeable. You know so much stuff. And I think it really, yeah, this kind of wisdom and especially having someone like you that is able to, because you do like consultancy and you have this course as well, like just having someone kind of hold your hand as you're navigating this is really fantastic. So tell us um, where we can find you and what, and what you're doing next in your business, like what, what products do you have? What courses do you have? Tell us more about, about that. Okay. So I have a four week online course and it's called introduction to Ayurveda, find your balance. So I've had a array of different students. So some people, they heard about Ayurveda in a yoga teacher training and they were like, Oh, that sounds cool. I want to learn more about it. Other people are not related to the health or wellness industry at all. They just somehow came across Ayurveda and want to learn more about it. So it's, it's a really general class. So it's not specific, like, okay, it's only for people who do yoga. So I really wanted to make it cover everyone. So anyone can learn about Ayurveda, even if you've never heard about it before. I tried to break it down really specifically because it's, it seems complicated, but it actually can be really simple. And the things that you can do, like these tiny, tiny changes can have a really big impact on your life. And like I said, so I'll give you a bunch of different tools that you can use. So self-care tips, questions for understanding, um, journaling, all of these different things. And then you take what you like, like I mentioned before, and you leave the rest. So say I tell you to tongue scrape and like you're just not that into it yet. Okay, forget about it. And maybe you'll come back to it another day. Um, so that's why I really like the online course because it's hosted on a website called Teachable. So you once you're enrolled, you always have access to it. So something new that I'm adding is these little like reset plans. So if you have a vata imbalance, I'm going to give you a little step-by-step -step plan of how to bring vata back into balance. But then say in a few months in the summer, you have a pitta imbalance, then you can come back to the course and check, okay, what did Lauren say? What is this little reset plan of how to bring pitta back into balance? So that's something I really like um, that you'll always have access and you can come back to it when you need. Um, so that's my online course. And then I have a retreat coming up in Tahiti, which I'm super excited about. Um, that's going to be in May and that's an Ayurveda and yoga retreat. So I did it last year also, and it was so fun because so every day I correlate the yoga with the dosha of the day. So let's say it's um, the first day would be Vata. So then the morning we'll do yoga for Vata. The evening we'll do restorative or yin yoga for Vata. And then just talk about the doshas and how we can keep them balanced. 
Um, and then you have the tools like, okay, I know if I'm feeling super pity, I can do this type of yoga, these poses, and they're going to help me. So that's um, coming up in May. And then in July, I have a retreat with Kayla again, um, and that's going to be in Portugal. So hopefully we'll see you. And again, that's going to be an Ayurveda. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be again an Ayurveda and yoga retreat. Oh my gosh. And honestly, if I wasn't getting married in May, then I would so be coming to Tahiti, but I don't think it's necessarily the done thing. Like <laughs> running off like a week before, a week before yeah. your, your wedding. And actually... I'm actually doing the retreat with Kayla in Mallorca two weeks after the wedding. And Kayla oh was like, are you, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, yes. I'm going <laughs> to be married for a long time. Like, I want to yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing, the one in Mallorca too. Mm-mm. But so does, I mean, the one in Portugal looks amazing and the one in Tahiti looks amazing. So yeah. basically, like, anyway. ladies listening, get on one of these retreats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, tell us where we can find you, how we can stalk you. Okay, so my Instagram that I share a lot of Ayurveda tips and dosha things is at island period Ayurveda yoga. And then that's my website too, islandayurvedayoga.com. And that's where also I have my dosha quiz. So if you take the dosha quiz, it's going to tell you. You want to be really honest. This is another thing I forgot to mention. Um, there's not a right answer. There's not a good dosha or a bad dosha. All the doshas can have good qualities and bad qualities. So don't answer thinking like, oh, I want to be this dosha because that's not going to help you or help me. Um, so when you do the dosha quiz, so it's my website slash dosha quiz, then you want to answer as honest as possible and you want to answer for your recent life. So not, okay, 10 years ago, I used to be really thin and could eat anything that I want. Now, not so much. Like now I look at a cookie and I feel like I gain weight. You want to answer for your current life so that we can figure out what your current imbalance is. I love that. And it's really interesting because Mara and I were doing that quiz together and we were, <laughs> we were making sure that we were answering all this. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like if you're not sure, ask someone who spends a lot of time with you, like, okay, under stress, how do I respond? You might be like, oh, I'm really calm. And the other person is like, are you kidding me? You like break things, you yell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to, you have to be as honest as you can. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait to hear about, um, yeah, what people just discover about themselves from doing this quiz. And I will link all of these links in the show notes. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your amazing wisdom with us. And um, yeah, I'm glad we got to do this a second time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise Priestess podcast. If this episode spoke to you, you can contribute greatly by sharing it to your Instagram stories. Make sure that you also tag me at Dr. Sarah Coxon so that I can personally reach out and thank you. And if you're not already a member of my Instagram community, you can pop over there now and join us. I keep it very real over there, sharing behind the scenes of my life and business to inspire you to live life and do business your own way. You can also apply to be a guest on the show by emailing sarah at Dr. Sarah Coxon with the subject podcast guest. You can also head over to my website. The link is in the show notes. To find out more about how I can help you step into your unique priestesshood to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. See you next time.